the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The Answer. Hour number two underway now at seven minutes past 10 o'clock on this Wednesday, the 28th morning of the seventh month of the year of our Lord, 2021. Thanks again to Daniel Horowitz. Listen to his entire podcast when you have the time. Uh, conservative Review, or CR, with Daniel Horowitz. You want to check that out. Coming up in uh, about uh, half an hour at, a ten, at 10.35, we're going to talk to uh, Larry Clayman, who is the former uh, chairman of Freedom Watch. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, former cha- chairman of uh, Judicial Watch, beg your, pardon, beg your pardon, and current chairman of Freedom Watch. He's going to talk about the VA, because this is right up the alley that we are in today, uh, as far as mandating masking or mandating uh, vaccines or both, which is the most absurd part about all of this. Uh, the VA yesterday announced, uh, or not yesterday, this week announced uh, mandated COVID vaccines for healthcare personnel working at Veterans Affairs. That's the first such mandate for any federal agency. Then yesterday, Joe Biden expanded on that and said that he is considering a full federal uh, 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 vaccination mandate for all federal employees. I talked to somebody yesterday whose wife actually works for uh, the federal government, works for the DOD, and is very much anti-vaccine, does not believe it's the right thing for her, uh, and the, the entire family doesn't. And she's worried that she's about to lose her job. If you're told you either take this jab or you lose your job, uh, what are you going to do? I mean, I suppose the good news is, is there are tons of jobs available out there because of the Biden policies, giving people so much money to stay home and not work. There are plenty of great openings. But somebody shouldn't have to pick up and start a new career or start a uh, you know similar career with a new company just because they want to have their own medical freedom. They shouldn't have to do that. And so this is what's happening now in Joe Biden's world. In Joe Biden's world, the, the, the old paradigm no longer applies. 
Get the jab or wear the mask until you do. Your choice, he said in his best tyrannical dictatorial tone. Now he's saying, get the jab jab and wear the mask until we tell you to take it off. Also in a tyrannical dictatorial tone. Joe Biden continues to blame the unvaccinate, unvaccinated for the, uh, the growth of the, uh, the Delta variant and the continuing spread of the pandemic. By the way, the Delta variant, which is far less lethal than the original COVID-19 virus, according to all measures. But he continues to blame the unvaccinated. And here's the funny part. As he continues to, to attack the people who are unvaccinated, he thinks, because he's dumb, he's Joe Biden, you see, he thinks he's attacking conservative Republicans. In other words, the other side of the aisle. He thinks he's attacking Fox News. He thinks he's attacking conservative media, saying that we are to blame for the number of unvaccinated people in the United States. But he only, he only thinks this because he's dumb. He's just not a smart man. He's not a deep thinker. He's a shallow thinker. Because the reality is, according to the statistics, an overwhelming number of the people who are unvaccinated in surveys uh, who say they are skeptical of taking the vaccine are minorities, are black and brown Americans who overwhelmingly vote Democrat. Now, I wonder why the overwhelming majority of the unvaccinated are uh, conserv- or, excuse me, liberal Democrat minorities. Could it be because Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and Nancy Pelosi and countless numbers of other federal officials and public figures said when the vaccine was developed that it was developed under Donald Trump and you shouldn't trust it? Don't take it. Don't take it. No way, no how. It is something you cannot trust. That's what they said, and now suddenly they're blaming the uh, low vaccination rate only, uh, what, I think the number was some 50, 50%, 56% or something like that of Americans are fully vaccinated, and 60-some percent have at least the first jab. He wanted 70% by the 4th of July. He's got to find a scapegoat now because it's not working. Remember when he called when he was uh, a candidate, Biden, running against Trump, that he'll defeat this virus. He's got a plan. He knows how to make it work. Well, here he is in you know late july and it isn't working so he's got to find a scapegoat and he can't scapegoat black and brown people for not wanting the jab so he scapegoats conservative republicans and says they're the reason uh for the high level of unvaccinated rate we have a pandemic because of the unvaccinated there's so much enormous confusion and the more we learn the more we learn about this virus and the delta variation the more we have to be worried and concerned. And then only one thing we know for sure, if those other 100 million people got vaccinated, we'd be in a very different world. So get vaccinated if you haven't. You're not nearly as smart as I said you were. Now, now you want to you talk about chutzpah. You, you want to talk about chutzpah. <laughs> Joe Biden just said, get vaccinated. And if you don't, you're not nearly as smart as I thought you were. First of all, you don't know me. Second of all, Mr. Kettle, do not be calling that pot black or vice versa. You're going to critique somebody else's smarts? Are you serious right now? in a very different world. So get vaccinated. If you haven't, you're not going to be as smart as I said you were. Wow. Wow. We have... Uh, now I've heard it enough. Uh, all right, so that's Joe Biden blaming the unvaccinated. What he does not say is what I just talked about with Daniel Horowitz. He does not talk about... 
the tens of millions of Americans who have had COVID-19 and recovered. They have COVID-19, they recovered from it, they built up natural antibodies. I personally am swimming in them. I am a walking natural vaccine. The virus comes at me and it bounces off like I'm wearing a coat of armor. And I know because I took the antibodies test. I know what the antibody count is. You are considered to have active antibodies uh, to fight off the uh, COVID-19 virus and its variants if you have a count of 0.8 or higher. Under 0.8 is considered you do not have um, active antibodies to to fight off a virus like COVID-19 if it is introduced to you. 0.8 is the measure, 0.8 or above. Some people have 100 or more, 100 or more active antibody count. Some people had three, four hundred more or more. They're tremendously well protected. You know what my antibody count was? One thousand four hundred forty-two point eight or higher means you have the active antibodies. I have one thousand four hundred forty-two as my antibody count. I highly recommend to everybody that you take the antibody test. Talk to your doctor, talk to your pharmacy, talk to wherever you have to. There are companies out there that do it. You just go to your local drugstore. They will draw your blood. They will run it to the, through their lab, and they will tell you what, whether or not you have active antibodies. And you are naturally inoculated. And nobody in the United States is talking about this except for, well, here it is. This is why Joe Biden blames conservative, conservative Republicans and conservative media. Fox News, uh, Dr. Nicole Sapphire talked about what? is the big dirty secret in the Biden administration. When it comes to uh, vaccine mandates, it still astonishes me that uh, the CDC has not acknowledged the robust protection that comes following natural immunity. We have more and more data that show us that natural immunity from prior infection likely is going to be just as long lasting, if not more, than the vaccine-induced immunity. So I think a first step forward is to acknowledge those who have already recovered from COVID-19 to add them to the protection pool, just like France is doing, just like many other countries are doing, but the United States isn't there yet. I also am concerned with vaccine mandates outside of healthcare scenarios, especially under the emergency use authorization. I think they need to really push forward, get that full FDA approval, and then you may see more of the hesitant going out and getting vaccinated. So one of the very few medical professionals um, that is willing to go on camera and say, you know what? Natural immunity is just as good, if not better and stronger, than um, the the uh, fabricated uh, drug cocktail that Pfizer and, and Moderna have put together. And Johnson & Johnson this is a little bit different. Theirs has uh, some of the dead uh, uh, vaccine uh, viral load in it, or excuse me, the dead viral load in that those vaccines. But nonetheless, the others have no such thing. And she's one of the few medical professionals willing to go on TV and talk about the tens of millions of Americans who have had uh, coronavirus already. What's the number? Does anybody know the actual number? I, I, I mean, I used to track it last year when it was ongoing, and every day and every week they would do an update. I don't know exactly how many uh, uh, Americans have have had the, you know have been recorded with positive tests, but I know it's in the tens of millions. We have 330 million people on this in this country. And I know it's in the tens of millions of people who have had the virus and recovered from it because 99 plus percent of the people who get it recover from it and have these active antibodies and nobody is talking about them. And we should be. As a matter of fact, you know who did talk about it and then quickly shut up about it 
is Cleveland Clinic. Did, did you realize this? Did you know this? Cleveland Clinic did one of the studies that I referenced when I talk, uh, to, uh, talked to Daniel Horowitz before. Cleveland Clinic did a study um, of those who have been vaccinated and did a study of those who have had natural immunity by way of uh, uh, recovering from COVID-19. And their analysis was, after their study, that there is no point whatsoever in giving an injection of a foreign substance like the COVID-19 quote-unquote vaccines to people who have already recovered naturally and have natural immunity, that their immunities are stronger, as strong or stronger than anything that could come out of that syringe. Now, this is Cleveland Clinic. Why wasn't this, you know, one of the lead stories on CNN? Why wasn't this just front-page news in the New York Times? Why didn't MSNBC spend hours on this? Why have you not heard about it from anybody except probably me? This was last month. It was June 8th. It was almost two months ago. You haven't heard this. Scientists from Cleveland Clinic have evaluated the effectiveness of coronavirus disease, uh, COVID-19 vaccination among individuals with or without a history of severe acute respiratory syndrome, coronavirus 2, SARS-2 infection. The study findings reveal that individuals with previous SARS-CoV-2 infection do not get additional benefits from vaccination indicating that COVID-19 vaccines should be prioritized to individuals without prior infection. That study is currently available for those willing to seek it out. It is available online. U.S. FDA, the Food and Drug Administration, has provided emergency use authorization for these two mRNA-based COVID-19 vaccines. And when they are measured against people who have survived COVID-19 and have natural immunity, the uh, natural immunity is superior. More importantly, it's very clear that you get no extra benefits from adding on top of that uh, the manufactured vaccine, the fabrication, the mRNA. To add the manufactured on top of the natural, not only does it not provide any additional benefit, there is other evidence and other studies that prove that it's actually dangerous. If you have a number of active antibodies fighting COVID-19 and then they introduce a foreign substance also intended to fight off COVID-19, people are having serious adverse reactions to it. And Joe Biden wants to sit here and shame people who are quote-unquote unvaccinated because they haven't taken the needle without uh, acknowledging that maybe there's a reason they have already have natural immunity and it would be unsafe for them to do so. The FDA, or not the FDA, the VA wants to fire people who don't take the vaccine. What if they've already had natural immunity? The federal government overall? Universities and colleges in Ohio and around the country mandating that students get vaccinated to come onto campus? What if those students already had COVID-19 and survived? Because again, particularly when, the, when we're talking about the younger uh, 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 people, the younger demographics, kids, teenagers who are going into colleges... And, and high school settings, they're already the least likely to be infected statistically insignificant in terms of COVID-19 infection and or sickness. But we're going to mandate, what if they did get it? What if, what if they actually did survive it, as both of my teenage kids did, by the way, and they were in different locations. They didn't even get it from each other. Both of them had COVID-19, and both of them now are naturally inoculated. They are naturally pr- protected with their antibodies, what if their schools say you must have the vaccine or you can't come back to school? 
Are you ready for that court fight? Because I'm ready. Bring it on. The science says natural immunity is 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 as strong or stronger than this manufactured, fabricated immunity. And if they're making these determinations without that consideration, then they they can never be trusted with any of our uh, with any of our health information. Okay, sorry. Ten twenty two. Come right back on AM fourteen twenty. The answer. Okay, 1026, let's get a couple of calls in here before the bottom of the hour. We're going to go to Cleveland first. TJ, you're on the air. TJ, go ahead. Yeah, you know, Bob, it was funny. Last week there was a news report. A man in his 90s who had had uh, Spanish flu when he was a child, they took an antibody count. 90 years later, he still has antibodies for the Spanish flu with natural immunity. And and I'm going to tell you another thing, Bob. What Joe Biden and his people are doing, it's the same tactic they use in the service. When basic training, you get a couple of guys that are cut-ups, they don't conform. Oftentimes, the drill instructor won't punish them. They'll punish the people that are doing it right with the hope they will punish, you know, uh, the cut-ups. And that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to punish the people that have, uh, have the shot. Would you have to wear masks, too, to protect the ones that aren't? inoculate it, hoping they will punish their neighbors. Exactly. That is exactly correct. That They want to shame. That's called shaming. They want the vaccinated to shame the unvaccinated and they're saying, look what you're doing to us. Look what yes. you're making uh, our children do. Our children have to wear these masks now because the, the variant is still here because you and your kids didn't get vaccinated. That's exactly what they're doing, TJ. It's spot on. And one other thing, Bob, I was at the VA yesterday for an appointment and I'm talking to this other veteran, this younger veteran, and he wasn't even aware what Trump did for the VA. I says, you know, he was like attacking Trump. I says, you ought to simply just say thank you, Mr. Trump, I says, for how he fixed the VA. I says, people were dying, waiting for a treatment. I said, he fixed it in his first year in office, and this guy wasn't even aware of it because of this fake news. Yeah, and, I and believe their lack that. of reporting. And you know. by the way, they were lying, and I know you know this firsthand uh, because you were getting treated there, but they were dying before Trump came in. They were dying not just waiting for treatment. They were waiting for diagnosis. They yeah. were waiting for their first appointments to even figure out what was wrong before treatment was ordered. That's how jacked up the VA was and how completely mismanaged it was under the eight years of Obama. Uh, and uh, and I'm not surprised that employees at the VA did not know that because of what you just said, because it was censored news. Well, and this was a veteran that was there for treatment, and he didn't even realize. Yeah, that's, you know, that's uh, a, it's a shame, you know, like you said, how they have hidden everything, you know, from half the uh, the people in the country. Right on, TJ. Thanks, my man. Good call, T- uh, Lisa in Lakewood. Next, hi, Lisa. Go ahead. You're on the air. Yeah, hi, Bob. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Hey, I wanted to bring up a point uh, from the year 2000 to the year 2015. I was a licensed administrator for ODJFS, and what I learned when I did that was that children from the ages of infancy through 12 years, for example, had to have immunizations to be able to, proof of immunizations on an annual basis to be able to participate in a group setting, whether it was childcare, summer camps, and then my own children when they went to elementary school and middle school for sports. And it still happens all the way up through eighth grade, ninth grade. Yeah, it does. But what they don't and in fact, you, they've increased, haven't they? The number of the number of vaccinations required of kids in the last 20, 30, 40 years has, has doubled what it was when I was a child. Correct. But what they don't tell you 
is that, and this is still true because I have friends who own child care centers and confirm this for me, is that children can opt out of that if they have a religious affiliation and their religious you know, affiliation doesn't require vaccines. All they have is a doctor, physician, sign off on it, it goes in the child's record, and these child are integrated into the same programs every day, every year for years, from at least I know for a fact 2000 to 2000 and today, that, and if it, the rationale is that we're worried about these teachers acquiring something or whatnot, there are kids every single day who don't have them, and they all they had to do was opt out on it. So, and it's the same with the Amish community. The Amish community still go to grocery stores, they still go to movies, they still go to festivals. They don't get any immunizations. Measles, mumps, pertussis, chicken pox, they're, they're exempt from it for the religious affiliation. So, how is this any different? Well, that's that's the million the billion dollar question. Why is this any different? And I and I have some ideas. Thank you for the call, Lisa. I have some ideas that probably relate most back to what Daniel Horowitz and I discussed when he called it a Pfizer Republic. Big Pharma is wielding their power in federal government more than people could ever realize, and they make money with every single vaccine that is produced and distributed. Um. Don't don't think for a second that there isn't a financial or a profit motive behind this. The other part, as I said before, is control and uh, uh, power. Power and profit, I guess, are the two things I would want to say. Power and profit. That's what makes this different than some of the vaccines you're talking about that people are just able to wave um, or sign off on or get exemptions for in, in uh, years gone by. Thank you so much. Great phone call. Great stuff to think about. We're going to talk to Larry Clayman about the VA and their mandated uh, vaccine uh, passports for employees, federal employees working at Veterans Affairs. That's coming up with Larry Clayman after this. sides to every story there's the mainstream media side and then there's the truth you are experiencing the truth the bob france authority on am 1420 the answer you know you might as well get some of that just to counter all of the fake news and all of the lies and all of the changing stories the changing narrative you might as well mix in a little bit of truth with what you get every day uh from media and that's exactly what we aim to provide i want to talk now about joe biden who said just a few short months ago he had no plans whatsoever to issue any kind of a mask mandate or any kind of a vaccine mandate for federal employees or certainly for the country he doesn't have the power to do it for private citizens but uh but for federal employees. Now, this week he says, yeah, that's pretty much on its way. And oh, by the way, it's already in place at the VA. Veterans Affairs Secretary Dennis McDonough said Monday, COVID-19 vaccines will be mandatory for all VA healthcare personnel, the first such mandate by a federal agency. What does this mean going forward? Joining us now to analyze and discuss is Larry Clayman, who is the uh, former uh, founder and uh, former chairman of uh, Judicial Watch, now the current chairman of Freedom Watch, also the author of It Takes a Revolution, Forget the Scandal Industry. Larry Clayman, good to have you back on the air here in Cleveland. Good morning. How are you? The same, Bob. You know, I lived in Cleveland for a year. 
So I'm kind of an alumnus. <laughs> yeah, you, you and you and hundreds of thousands of others who have fled this uh, this failing city. And I'm yeah, sorry I know, to say I know that, what you mean. Yeah. I tell you, let me tell you a quick story before we get to this. Okay. When I first moved there, I was with this law firm, Walter and Haverfield, after I ran for the U.S. Senate in Florida. And, you know, I, I did some TV. I was kind of like a big fish in a little pond, not that Cleveland's that little. So I went on with this guy, Jim Fieldler, I think his name was, of Plain Dealer on PBS. Right. And everybody on there was complaining what a terrible city that Cleveland was. And they were very disappointed that it had slipped from number one least desirable city to number three. And I said, <laughs> they wanted to be number one. I said, I think this is a really nice city. You know, I'm, I hate to, this was on Labor Day. I said, but, you know, the biggest problem here is that you drove the industry out with the labor unions. I did that right to the AFLU guy. They almost had a had a uh, nervous breakdown. I bet. When I did that, but but I, I think you know it it can be fixed. Cleveland can be fixed. Can't fix the weather, but you can fix other things. No, but good. you know you know Cleveland's biggest problem right now. When I called it a failing city, the population decline has been precipitous, and the crime rates rise has has been extraordinary. It is now per capita, it's a far more dangerous city in terms of homicides than Chicago is, and we know what Chicago is. They have seventy shootings every weekend for crying out loud. Uh, usually around uh, eight, nine, ten, twelve of them fatal. Uh, the city of Cleveland is more dangerous in terms of homicides and violent crime than even Chicago is when you adjust for a population. So it's not. Nice. Surprise me. me right now. Yeah. yeah, doesn't surprise me. I live downtown. I know what you're talking about. That's and not to mention, ago. they just took away our baseball uh, nickname and, and and named it named the team after a bridge, which is not. I know. I still have a Cleveland Indian hat with uh, Mr. with Chief Wahoo. I'm not giving it up. Save that. It's going to be worth some money someday. The nostalgia uh, that, that'll be a collector's item. Yeah. All right. All right, Larry Clayman, okay, let's talk. To, uh, you know what else is going to yeah. be uh, a collector's item? It's going to be nostalgic because it doesn't exist anymore, is free will. Uh, medical freedom, medical privacy is being stripped away from us little by little. Let's talk about it at the federal level now with the VA mandating COVID vaccine for all their health care personnel. This is something that Joe Biden said was not going to happen. Well, yeah, it's just the beginning. I mean, he's going to impose it on the entire country because – the people are starting to rise up. We saw that on January 6th. This was not an insurrection. Uh, there were very few people that were violent on either side. Uh, you know, they show these clips that they were. But this was the result of total leftist takeover control. It was the beginning of it, obviously. In January 6th, people knew what was going to happen. And the president not even being able to get a hearing. President Trump, who's the real president, you know, with regard to election irregularities and fraud, even before his own Supreme Court justices. So, yeah, you can expect Biden to clamp down, and they're going to use this as a means, as they do environmental laws and everything else, to take total control, to maintain total control of the American people. It's coming outside of the government as well. Well, that's that's a, a broad statement, and it's a bold statement, uh, Larry Klayman, um, because it's been pretty much widely uh, suggested, if not accepted, that the federal government doesn't have the power to do that. Do they have the power to, to mandate that private citizens get this vaccine and show proof of it? I understand if you're well, an employee, declare, if you're employee can, of something, you know, a federal employee is one thing, but just to say people who work in private industry and or people who are retired don't work anywhere have to do something, is that is that constitutional? Well, that's what this, that's what this so-called COVID variant is all about, okay? Mm-hmm. First of all, I don't believe there is a COVID variant. I think there's another pandemic that's going on under the surface. We had testimony at our Third Continental Congress, which you can watch this Thursday. Go to freedomwatchusa.org. We're talking about the potential to declare independence again from this corrupt government. Mm -hmm. Or 
uh, at our citizens grand jury. This Fauci years ago with his colleagues, if you want to call them that, comrades, resurrected the Spanish <laughs> flu virus, the Spanish flu virus to do gain of function research on it in this country, in labs in North Carolina and elsewhere, is that I have an expert who believes that it got out. And this is what it what it's all about. And it's much more uh, contagious and deadly. Killed 85 million people back in the early 20th century than COVID-19. So he could declare emergency powers and take control of the entire situation. Uh, we know it's already happening. Uh, and, you know, Governor Gavin Newsom in California just pulled his kids out of, out of camp because he saw they weren't wearing masks. Another hypocrisy. So you got the masks and you've got the vaccines. Now we know the vaccines aren't even effective. Look at John Rahm, the golfer. Okay, gets disqualified from the Memorial Tournament, loses 1.6 million dollars when he's got eight points ahead, eight shots ahead in the final round. Takes the second shot. So in theory, he's okay now. He's he's protected. Wins the U.S. Open, and now wants to go to Tokyo to be in the Olympics. He takes another test because the Japanese require it, and he fails. He's got COVID-19. These vaccines don't even work, and to the extent that they work, they're dangerous. So they haven't been tested on pregnant women. Uh, blacks and Hispanics are more vulnerable because of their DNA. We know heart problems have resulted. We don't know the long-term effects. It's experimental. The politicians want to be the great messiah, and they want to say, oh, we saved you. And then the, the pharmaceutical companies want to make trillions of dollars. They have no liability. Government exempted them from liability. American taxpayer pays for what happens with vaccines, with the vaccine court. So it's a really bad situation, and this is going to be used. Oh, uh, let me add this. Mill uh, you know, tens of thousands of refugees now running across the border with COVID-19. So Biden's creating the own con his, the own, his own condition to be able to take total control with his own actions, with allowing this open border in the South, which is now causing whatever's out there to proliferate throughout the population. Through, uh, there, that's the key. It's not just in the southwest states that share the border with Mexico. These people are being bussed uh, and, and taken in vans to cities all, and so in some cases flown under the cover of darkness, uh, to cities all over the country. And yes, over a million of them thus far, Larry Clayman, this year alone have come across, and they are absolutely not being tested, they are not being quarantined, they are not anything for COVID-19, and certainly much less vaccinated. And then Joe Biden is going to stand there before the American people and say, I blame this on conservative media. I blame this on Facebook. First of all, not that that's conservative, but they said Facebook is killing people for not censoring conservatives. I blame Fox News and others for the large uh, percentage of Americans who are unvaccinated, yet he is allowing a million and counting, because Kamala Harris, to my knowledge, is doing nothing about the southern border. Nothing. She's been tasked with being the border czar. She did nothing for five months. She went down to a part of the border that is not even uh, where, the, where the problem is, then has said nothing about it ever since. So they're allowing a million and counting of people to come in here, many of which are undoubtedly carrying COVID, spreading it in the communities in which they are dispersed, and then Joe Biden wants to blame it on conservative media for people not being vaccinated, and that's why we have a Delta variant spread. Yeah, and, you know, I believe it's intentional. They're trying to destroy this country. Biden and Harris are the tools of the radical left. Biden's brain dead. Okay, I mean, you know, he blames all of our problems on white supremacists. I mean, I guess 
He hasn't looked around. Last time, time I looked, he's white. Okay, so he doesn't even know that. Secondly, uh, you got Kamala Harris, who's dumber than a rock. Every time they ask her a question, all she does is cackle like a witch <laughs> and then walks off. So these people are just the tools of the left, and they want to destroy every aspect of this country, maintain total control over our lives. Once they have it, they won't give it up. And this fraudulent election system, now they're trying to put that into federal law. You'll never see another conservative or Republican president. Again, not that Republicans are conservative anymore. They're, they're not, except for, for Trump. And, and he's not making his way back because he's going to be indicted probably by some rabid leftist prosecutor in New York. That'll tie him down. But they are asserting total control. And to do that is to destroy the country and then, and then uh, put, you know, chains around all of us. We are living yeah. essentially... You know, under slavery right now. That's ironic, given the fact that they've also started a race war. Well, I'm, I, I doubt very much you were listening to my program an hour ago, but uh, it's interesting you used the word slavery. So did I, and I didn't do it ironically. Um, my, my, my contention here, Larry Clayman, is that they are using COVID-19 and weaponizing COVID-19 to say, look, we are only looking out for your best interest. We know what's better for your health than you do. Let us do this for the population. And then once people say, yeah, they're just trying to help us, we can listen to the government. Once we trust them to make to substitute their judgment for our own judgment, we become slaves of the state. Because if we accept it because of a health emergency, we'll accept that the next time they say, look, we are just looking out for you. In our judgment, this would be a better way and that is we're going to take these firearms away from you so that you don't hurt yourselves with them or we're going to take this away go here don't go there accept this reject that just wait for our guidance on this this is how slaves are you know a slave state is formulated they condition us larry that's right and that's why i wrote my book it takes a revolution i wrote it before the election i said look we you know we hope trump's reelected, but he's not the political messiah we have to rise up ourselves we have to get up off the couch you got to turn Sean Hannity and Fox News off. How many times can you hear the Democrats say we're throwing granny over the cliff in any event and get to work? we got to get to work and rise up. And, Bob, in the beginning of the Declaration of Independence, and this is what our Third Continental Congress is all about, we convened in Philadelphia on July 5th and 6th. We're reconvening tomorrow by Zoom. People can tune in at freedomwatchusa.org. But remember what the Declaration of Independence says. I know you know for the listeners. When in the course of human events, the sovereign, the rulers, no longer represent the people under the laws of nature and nature's God, they have a right to alter or abolish that government and to form a new government fine for the people with equal rights for everyone. I'm paraphrasing Jefferson and the others. We have to seriously consider that because we don't have a government that represents us anymore. And what happened on January 6th was not an insurrection. It was the natural result of the rank corruption in government and people knowing that the government lies to them every single day, multiple times. And the final straw was when President Trump could not even have his case proceed before his own Supreme Court justices. And the federal judges are the worst. They're the biggest problem in this country. I can tell you as a lawyer, 44 years, they're political hacks. I can't think of one that isn't at this point in time. And they're bought and paid for. They get their jobs with political campaign contributions and other gratuities. They go on the bench. They scratch the backs of those people that put them in power. And when push comes to shove and they have to stick their neck out, by and large, they're going to protect their own interests as part of the establishment. 
rather than even the president could put them there. That's what my book's about. It takes a revolution. I, I hope people will read it because that peaceful and legal means to wage a revolution to try to prevent the violent revolution that Jefferson said would come. Well, that should be the goal. Exactly that. A peaceful revolution, but a revolution is certainly something that we are, we are heading toward and we're going to have to make happen and we don't want it to be violent. So I think it's a, it should be required reading. It takes a revolution. Forget the scandal industry. The uh, author is Larry Clayman again. He's the founder of the uh, nonprofit uh, foundation Judicial Watch, former chairman there, now current chairman of Freedom Watch. Terrific information, Larry. Let's, uh, let, I want to keep in contact with you and your folks because I'd like to talk to you on a more regular basis. It's very important. Information. You, you too, Bob. And if you want to participate in the Third Continental Congress tomorrow, I'll have my assistant Asher call you, you because I'd like you to come on if you can say something. Well, you know what? You I'll, t- I'll, I'll tell you what. Um, uh, don't hang up here. I'm going to end the on air conversation, but I'm going to let you talk to Marcy, our screener there, and maybe you can give that information to her for me, okay? That'd be great. I'd be greatly honored to have thank, you. Thank you, thank Larry. You, I appreciate that. Larry Clayman on AM 1420, The Answer. It's 10.50. We'll take our final time out and come back. I think we'll have some time for a call or two or three. Yeah, we definitely will before we're done today on AM 1420 The Answer. So I was just um, I was just looking this up during the break. I wanted to do the numbers. I wanted because you know I've been I've been fla- you know flaunting and flexing on this. Tens of millions of Americans have already had COVID nineteen. So I, I wanted to be specific. So I looked it up. Thus far, thirty five million three hundred fifty three thousand nine hundred twenty three Americans have been infected with COVID nineteen. Of those. 627,351 have died. Now, this is according to the federal government. We know that for a very long time, they were recording anybody who died of anything, but who also had COVID as COVID deaths. If somebody had a heart attack, yeah, but they had COVID, so clearly it was a COVID death. Somebody gets in a motorcycle accident and dies, yeah, but it's not the head trauma that killed him, it's a COVID death. Right? We saw this happening. But even if you accept their number, that 627,351 Americans have died from COVID, even if you want to accept that overinflated, exaggerated number, that means that 34,726,572 Americans already have COVID antibodies. Now, you add the 34.7 million Americans who already have the antibodies and thus COVID vaccine immunity, natural inoculation, to those who have had the vaccines, and we are already well past the 70% mark needed for herd immunity. We have reached herd immunity in the United States. You understand that? We have reached it. And now they want to mandate masks again anyway? What does that tell you? 
the fact that they will not acknowledge what I just said, that 34 million Americans have survived and recovered from COVID-19 and thus have active antibodies to protect them, at, according to multiple studies, at a much higher and longer-lasting level than the vaccines can protect people, and they won't acknowledge that and say we still have to deal with the Delta variant because of all of the unvaccinated, it shows and it proves to you this is not about medicine. This is not about health. This is about control, power and profit, power and profit. Remember that. Don't forget it. Power and profit. Frank in Brook Park, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. Hi, Frank. Go ahead. Yes, one for everyone. John Adams, America's second president, stated clearly, our Constitution was made only for a moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate to the government of any other. And I believe in that. The religion, we have to personally, each of us, be moral and religious persons. Thank you. Thank you, Frank. I don't disagree with that. What I would say in response, though, is it's kind of sad how many people have put their religious faith in people rather than in God or his son, Jesus Christ. The number of Americans who put their religious faith in Anthony Fauci instead or in the cdc instead scientists they believe are more powerful than god <sighs> bj in north homestead you're on am 1420 the answer bj go ahead thanks bob briefly you mentioned the word revolution several times and there are two types one that can be peaceful and then one that's provoked into arms and when they start to come from the weapons there can no longer be a peaceful revolution and they are coming for the guns. They've already said they were. This current president of the United States of America has mandated that we will come for your guns. He is declaring war on the American public. That party is declaring war on the American public. Sad to see, and even though my optimism has always been there, my optimism has to be in doubt. But thank you for your time. Thank you, BJ. Keep your optimistic attitude, my friend. Don't let it beat you down. We still have a lot of, uh, well, to borrow the, 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 the uh, phrase, since we're talking about guns, we still have a lot of bullets uh, left in our, uh, uh, in, our, in, our, uh, in our guns. A lot of weapons still to be fired. We just hope that they're proverbial and not literal. We'll be back tomorrow.